We got that fever for wrestling. It's Thursday, you know what that means. Welcome to Match Wrestling, episode 463. We're here this week to celebrate the return of TNA and predict this Sunday's Sunday, Hard to Kill. I am your captain speaking. He is El Jefe. Up of morning and on it. Hard to kill. Roman has three challengers at the Rumble. AEW returns to daily place and it made it feel so old school. Plus, all this and a whole heck of a lot more. But before we get into all that, make sure you're subscribed to the beautiful YouTube page right here, youtube.com forward slash Max Wrestling. Follow us on SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever it is you get your podcast. I know you Apple iTunes folks out there. And then, of course, jump on over to the beautifully done website, maxwrestlingnet.weebly.com, where all the links can be found. So, to start the show, you bring the smoke. We asked you yesterday in the Max Wrestling Facebook group what you liked and didn't like about this week in wrestling. If you're not part of the Max Wrestling group, like we keep saying, come and join the conversation. We welcome everybody except scamming wankers. Yeah, don't do it. So, what do you want to talk about? We want the smoke. So... Ain't none of y'all motherfuckers commented on the post. So I guess we got to bring our own smoke this week. Everybody um, was sleeping. Everybody was sleeping. I mean, we, we did see um, some comments on the TNA titles this past week. A lot of comments um, on the TNA titles. A lot. Personally, well I think deserved. we got off to a flying start. I love the new X Division title. Oh, yeah. um, They're all the, great, though. I the mean, digital media title is really nice. That the Batman belt. The, the, as, you, I was about to say, as you called it, the Batman <laughs> logo, that's beautifully put. But no, um, it's, it looks awesome. They all look awesome. Yeah, I'm not super, super crazy about the TNA, the new world title. I, just cause, I'm just waiting for you to say it. Yeah, like I've been saying, it. I, ju- I just think it needs to be a little bit wider. And it looks better with a little less saturation, because when we first saw it, it was really gold. You know what, brother? You, you are the only guy right now that has said wider. Everybody said more color, more. That. I'm like, it is a old school wrestling championship. Is it? And but that was my little bit of a gripe. It was a little small, just a little. Are you kidding? You know I mean, add three centimeters per side. Yeah, fucking thing is choice. But it gives me, uh, as DC put, WCCW vibes. Back in the mm. '80s, kind of shit. You know what I'm saying? Lineage, baby. It uh, it it also very. Similar to the original TNA tag team titles, we um we haven't That's seen right. the ta- new tag team titles yet. Or no, the knockouts. Did, did. Oh yeah, they did tag out. We haven't seen they the did knockouts. The title. We're yet. just waiting. Yeah, waiting on knockouts. It's the only one that hasn't been done yet. So I have a funny feeling it's going to be a white strap. I just have this weird feeling. Probably yeah. Um, I'm not crazy about the red strap on the tag team titles, but I think <sighs> I think it's because the TNA logo is red. So yeah. like, if anything's going to be red, that should be your centerpiece. Yeah, it, 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 um, I ignored it. I was like, oh, that's cool. Whatever. I just kind of blew it off, you know, because originally this one's supposed to be red, the fucking uh, uh, TV title. But it started to grow on me. But now that you point out the red in the TNA, yeah, like you guys could have, you guys could have went white stripes or something or gray belts or I don't know. Well, I don't know about, yeah, something. I, I, I think the, the world title is going to grow on me very quickly. It will give it, give it, give it like a couple of weeks. Yeah, um, Chris said they should have brought back the original TNA World Title, which was kind of reminiscent of the Winged Eagle. I remember that bit. one. Is that the one he's talking about? The one that Kurt Angle was walking around with? Yeah, I, I think so. I like that one. 
That one was uh, nice. One from 2012. Oh, the one from 2012. So that was... I know exactly the, which one that, that is. Was the, that was the one I used to have. Uh, that yep. was reminiscent of the big gold belts. Yeah, that one's nice. That was very nice. It was very fucking heavy. Um, I don't know if the real title was that heavy, but the replica of the, the TNA world title from 2012 was fucking heavy. <laughs> fucking heavy. <laughs> Even the strap was just heavy. As f- I, uh, when I met Kaylee Ray backstage, she held the title and she went, oh my God, that's heavier than the real ones. <laughs> Spot on accent, baby. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, oh man. <clears throat> I, I kind of regret selling that, but I wanted the actual big gold belt. So now I got the world heavyweight. Hey, I mean, we're, hey, we're chasing it. We're I, both chasing I also it, okay? didn't expect them to ever change back to TNA. So I thought I got this TNA title, but they're Impact Wrestling now. Fuck it, I'll sell it. Ah, well. <laughs> Fucking Scott Demore. <laughs> Should have had more faith in Scotty. Should have had more faith. But um, speaking of, um, I guess, a leap of faith, if you will, or I'm going to try to transition as best as I could. Lee Fittings. I know of this man. I know of his director or directorial knowledge. This guy's been on ESPN for, I want to say, 20 fucking years. He was, uh, I want to say, like a head director for like college football Saturday uh, he did Monday Night Football when they came over to ESPN. Now he's going to be the lead director, lead media guy for WWE. Uh, DC's telling me he's like, it's mad interesting. For me, it's even more interesting because it's, again, you bring the real aspect of sports. You can. Let me stop myself because I haven't done it yet. But you can bring in the real aspect of sports, especially like I kept bitching about with the draft. Now, if you're going to have a draft thing, there's nobody better to have in on your fucking people side than somebody from ESPN. Because they've been holding the fucking draft since I was in my daddy's sack. I'm just going to be blunt. Okay. <laughs> so it's it's been that long. It's been on television. Um, well, in terms of things we didn't like, if we got to do for our own out there this week, uh, I'm going to say right off the bat, Tony Khan needs to stop social media. <laughs> that. Oh God, I was waiting for it. Oh, um, I was waiting for it. Yeah, he 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 started a friggin' civil war on X last couple but of days. Here, okay, but like, like <clears throat> here's my only gripe with it. It's like you do realize that you just made Junior Mahal, right? Like that's yeah. all. That's the that's the problem here. It's not the it's not the you and your constant bannering and you're just. Almost bad Donald Trump level of fucking Twitter interactions. I yes. swear to God, they're that bad, dude. They're that bad. Um, but it's like you're you're trying to you're trying to shit on somebody. Let's keep it funky here. You're just yeah. trying to shit on somebody, and it failed so bad. This guy's gonna get so over. It's not. A, I hate the guy. I can't stand gender. I bet you by next week I'm gonna love him and pray he beats Seth Rollins. I That's bet the thing. Money. Yeah, he's already all of social media right now is make Jinder the world champion. Fuck Seth. everybody. I'm like, no, I want Seth and Punk. They're like, no, fuck that shit. <laughs> and it's all because Tony just couldn't keep his fucking mouth shut. No, just and sh- was his original point that people were shitting on Hook getting or demanding a title shot when he's got this clean record, um, and nobody's complaining about Jinder getting a shot at Seth? But I didn't see any backlash on Hook. No, I, I think he's what I'm thinking he gets by backlash is I'm more than sure this motherfucker reads comment sections and gets pissed mm. off a little more than he should. And I'm 
that's probably what happened. He finally can realize, oh, there, ah, the, the fucking IWC is talking shit on Hook. And it's like, well, dude, I mean, it's, he's not like he, and, we, and I'm going to have to be transparent here. Who is he beaten? Who is Hook beaten? Nerds. You know, nerds. At least Jinder's a former, you know, world champ. Whether you like yeah. it or not. Whether you like it or not. Okay. Also, he stood toe to toe with the rock on the mic, and that's not easy to do. Nope. Yeah, bro. You gotta you gotta put those together. Not a lot of people are gonna give him that credit right there. I did go back and rewatch that segment. Um, it's kind. And then on top of that, bro, when you were literally tr- you you were there to be trumped by the Rock. Okay. <laughs> and again, somehow still didn't embarrass himself for lack of better terminology right now. And it, it again. And now you're gonna say stupid shit because I don't know. I, I can't make up a good reason. Sorry, I'm not going to even try. And now, again, this motherfucker's going to get so over. So over. The only, the There's going to be I... kids tomorrow wearing gender shirts. <laughs> the only thing I did like that TK said was uh, he uh, posted a gif of, um, which one is it? Joan Collins? Uh, yeah. With the quote, uh, get get out of my face or get out of the way. You you uh, miserable has been, and I think that that's uh, that's exactly Eric Bischoff right there. That's yep. He's that's the that's the I'm not a professional in this business mind. Okay, and it's <laughs> I'll like just reply with a funny gif, <laughs> which is fine. I mean, that's you know it's we fine do for that. Us. I mean, yeah, exactly. That's great for us. You know what I mean? But I, you're up. You run. A, you own and run AEW, and then and then and I have to bring this up. I do, and it's not just because I'm totally obsessed with football, but it is also because I'm totally obsessed with football now. But think of the fucking people on the footy side. This is this is the dude that runs Fulham. No yeah. wonder they're going to possibly be relegated this year. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> they're, this dude runs the fucking team, and he's acting a fool over professional wrestling and nerds and. It just, it looks so bad. It just all looks so bad. Except for gender. Gender is flying right now. Gender is, no, gender <laughs> is looking like the fucking cleanest turd in a punch bowl if you've ever fucking seen one. But no, I, I and I mean this, like, he's gonna get a giant rub just cause. Just cause. Yeah. And it's all fucking TK's fault. God, TK. Stay off, stay off social media. Get a social media guy. You don't. For all yeah. his faults, we never saw Vince throwing shit balls at people on on Thank X, God. on Twitter. He yeah. he just all all he did was post a little shitty happy birthday message to his son and a massive happy birthday post to like everybody else. John Cena, mm-hmm. the son I would have never had, but that <laughs> son I always wanted. <laughs> that was the truth. Hmm. Um. Yeah, uh, I I don't I don't want to see any more Twitter beef from Tony Khan with anybody. Anybody, there's no reason for it. You're supposed to be a professional, especially for the other company, because all you're doing is just giving them more attention. And like you, and, and only like in a way where you're making yourself look more incompetent is what yeah. it is. It's not like oh man, their social media is so bad. No, it's this guy looks like an idiot. And and you, you, you know, what's the old saying? If you, if it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's probably a duck. I 
hell, you called him Eric. You you basically said he was acting like Eric Bischoff. I I the resemblance is striking. Let's just say that. It's getting to that point. All right. That is all the smoke I'm gonna bring. Um for two reasons. One, we're going to predict Hard to Kill in a minute, but uh, we're also debuting the uh, Beers NXT round this week. Hey. And motherfucker went 10 minutes recapping yeah, one show. Hey, dude. It's my man right there. He said, watch me take over this B. Huh. But uh, before we get to any of that, let's go back even further to this week in wrestling history. Let's jump into the archives of the history realm, if you shall. Short and sweet this week. Only got four. Believe it or not, I got two. TNA. Must be because of the return. So let's jump right into it. Let's start off with January the 7th, 2007, WWE's New Year's Revolution. We start actually, shockingly, I should say, with a steel cage match for the WWE Intercontinental Championship. Jeff Hardy defeats Johnny Nitro. And then we have tag team turmoil. So... One, you know, obviously one group starts it. We see how long they can go. It's Charlie Hossage, Shelton Benjamin against Robbie McAllister and Roy McAllister. I don't even know who the fuck they were. Truth be told, they're gone. Uh, Shelton Benjamin and uh, they win. World's greatest tag team. That's what I'm looking for. The world's greatest tag team wins. And then we get the surprising next team of Jim Duggan and, yeah, smack your face and out of disbelief right now. Super crazy. And then we got Lance Cade and Trevor Murdoch defeating Charlie Haas and Shelton Benjamin. And then we would go on to finish it with JTG Crime Time defeating J, uh, Lance Jade and Trevor Murdoch. So Crime Time pick up the win during that whole fun tag team turmoil. Then we jump in to a one-off. Kenny Dykstrom. Kenny Dykstrom goes 10 minutes with the Nature Boy, Ric Flair, and beats him. What do you know? Mickey James retains a WWE Women's Championship against Victoria. Then we get a tag title match that ended in a draw. Edge and, uh, Edge and Randy Orton team R- uh, team rated RKO uh, retaining their tag team titles against D-Generation X, Shawn Michaels, and Triple H. Then in the semi-main, we got Chris Masters versus Carlito, but it was the main event that looked like every other normal main event. John Cena versus Umaga for the WWE Championship. Super Cena wins again. And if you're surprised, you're not used to watching it or listening to this show. All right, let's jump into some fun ones. This is going to be fun. Next one, we said TNA. Let's jump into TNA. January the 8th, 2012. TNA Genesis. Let's start it off with a four corners match for the TNA X Division Championship. Austin Aries defending against Jesse Sorson, Kid Cash, and Zima Ion. Austin Aries walks away. X Division champ. We have Devon defeating D'Angelo Denario. Some of these guys I'm not going to know, so if you're surprised, don't be, because I'm not surprised. Gunther, Gunner, not Gunther, Gunner, that guy, yeah, you know exactly which guy I'm talking about. Defeats Rob Van Dam. Gail Kim uh, retains her TNA Knockouts Championship against Mickey James via disqualification. In a Monsters Ball match, which is normally a lot of fun. Abyss defeats Bully Ray. For the TNA World Tag Team Championships, it's Crimson and Magnum defending against Magnus and Samoa Joe. 
Matt, uh, Matt, I'm sorry, Matt Morgan. Apologies, Matt Morgan and Crimson, and they are the ones that walk away retaining the titles. We get a one-off from Kurt Angle and James Storm. Kurt Angle takes the dub in that one, and then the main event, TNA World Heavyweight Championship. Jeff Hardy, Bobby Roode. Disqualification, however, somehow, some way, Bobby Roode walks away. TNA champion. Maybe you don't have to do some history for your boy to figure that one out. Let's jump into a fun one. This one is actually uh, we're gonna bounce off of last week and how we pretty much did a whole Wrestle Kingdom day. Well, this one is Wrestle Kingdom 16, and if those who remember it, it was actually like three different days. So this one was day three, New Japan versus Pro Wrestling Noah, and we got a lot, and I do mean a lot of big matches in this one mainly tag matches but the biggest one of the tag matches the one that garnered all the attention was Hiroshi Tanahashi and Kazuchika Okada against the legendary Kenji Muto and Kawate I'm sorry Kawato uh, Kiyomaya he is a pro wrestling Noah. It's it, for those that understand. No, it's not. Let's just say understand. For those that are going to remember this one, it's this time that the guy that wasn't New Japan shot on the guy that was New Japan, and it felt like Okada was in a real fight for the first time ever. This was that match. That was that show. And to finish this off, let's go right back to TNA. Let's go 2009, January. <clears throat> sorry, January 11th, 2009 to be exact. TNA Genesis. We started off with a beautiful X Division match against Alex Shelley and Chris Sabian, and it's Chris Sabian that walks away, X Division champion. We get Shane uh, Shane Stewell against Sheik Abdul Bashir, and he picked and uh, is it Shane that picks up the dub. We get a uh, TNA three way dance as they called it. Three-way dance for the TNA Tag Team Championships. It's James Storm, Bobby Roode def uh, defeating the team of Cassius Creed and Jay Lethal, the current champions at the time, and Abyss and Matt Morgan to walk away champ. So I think that's Beer Money, if I'm not mistaken, is the name of their team. Again, not a TNA guy. Uh, ODB, Roxy, and Taylor White defeat the team of Rashid Saeed, um, uh, Raka Khan, and uh, J Bolt. Again, totally out of loss of translation here. No DQ match. Kurt Angle, Jeff Jarrett. No DQ. Uh, Kurt Angle wins as he should. But I'm actually really surprised that Jeff Jarrett didn't land a random guitar shot. But apparently it was shockingly good. Sting and Rhino was no good for the TNA World Championship. Sting returns. And in the main event, hardcore tag match. AJ Styles, Brother Devon, and Mick Foley against Booker T, Kip James, and Scott Steiner. It was something... And it was the main event. And this, ladies and gentlemen, was your week in wrestling history. Oh, yeah! What's up, Max? It's your Max World Champion Cypher here. I ain't left a message in a few weeks, so I think I'm going to leave one now. To my opponents, Chad, Ted Pedanero, Bia, 
we go to battle this month and I can't stress this enough. Bring your A game. Do not do the same things you have done. I want to see improvement. I want to see you evolve. I want to see you transgress. I want to see you do things that you've never done before. Because to beat me, you got to go beyond and above the heart of a lion. But with that being said, it's time for the champion to eat. Catch you later, Max. So, um, in 2004, I discovered a relatively new wrestling promotion on a brand new and short-lived new channel in the UK called The Wrestling Channel. You can guess what it was. It was all about wrestling. And it was all these indie promotions. Um, FWA stood out. Uh, I don't think it's even going anymore, but it was Frontier Wrestling Alliance, big UK indie uh, fed. Um, And then along came TNA. So this new promotion was innovative. It was chaotic. It was hungry. And it just had this energy that I hadn't seen for a while in WWE. Um, Even though they'd just come off WrestleMania 20, but it still wasn't. It didn't quite have that innovative style that they had a couple of years before. Um, over the years, I watched TNA go under several changes in management, cheating death multiple times, <laughs> jump from network to network, and transition into impact wrestling. Uh, I've been to a lot of shows. I've met a lot of the stars. And like many, I've seen impact lose the identity that made TNA so special. Well, ladies and gentlemen, TNA is fucking back, and it starts with the most perfectly named pay-per-view any wrestling company has ever had, Hard to Kill. So, for the first time since, I think, Slammiversary last year, uh, maybe last year's Bound for Glory, we're dedicating a predictions section to TNA. So, this is Hard to Kill predictions. Um, I'll admit, I'm not... Fully up to date. I know I recap it every week, but I'm not fully up to date with Impact. Yeah, it's hard to. Um, I got a rough idea of what's going on. Uh, so we got ten matches, three on the pre-show. Okay, I was about to say it's a bad. Uh, they got a pre-show. Look at you. Check it out, TNA. Look at you. I see you, TNA. <laughs> All right. Not not only do they have a pre-show, they have a title match on the pre-show. But we'll kick it off oh. with man. This guy was a world champion two years ago. Rich Swan versus I... Steve Macklin. Oh, relegated to the bridge out. Bro, remember when Steve Macklin was like, what the, what the fuck happened? And then... Uh, he, happened. He, he's suffering from the same thing Seth suffers from, and that's that his wife is huge in wrestling. Yeah. Wait a minute. Who's his wife? Diana. Oh, motherfucker, you're going to get trumped all day, <laughs> every day, twice on Sundays, Playgirl. I'm sorry, bruv. I'm sorry. You got no <laughs> shot of getting relevant in the sport with your wife being Deanna Peraza. I'm sorry. She's, She's awesome. killing it. But at least you can be proud of her. Hey, attaboy. Um, you, can, you can be the Mike Bennett. There you go. You can be the Mike Bennett to the Maria Canellas. It worked out great for him, I think. I don't know. You got to ask. Uh, he's a tag team champion now. Hey, all right. Um, and she's just managing every fucking buddy on Ring of Honor. Right? Um. So for this match, I, I right off the bat, I got no clue who's going to win. Um, I don't even know what the feud is. It just seems to me like they're just mashed together. So uh, it 
considering the fact that his wife just debuted in AEW and she's probably going to go on a tear, let's give it to Steve Macklin. Yeah, he needs something. I'm down for that. I mean, I don't, I hate saying like, I don't see Rich Swan doing anything, but like, I've always felt, especially in every time we've done a TNA thing or an impact thing, if he's not with, uh, with Willie Mack, it is a no go. Mm. Yeah. He's Willie Mack is knocking around that. the ring of honor now. Yeah. He, he's just doing fuck all in ring of honor too. And it's just kind of <laughs> annoying with like all their 13 matches in their two hours. You can't put fucking Willie Mack on there for five minutes. Ow. Uh, we got a tag team match. Eddie Edwards and Brian Myers versus Eric Young and Frankie Kazarian. What the fuck teams are these? Yeah, these are we, are we so doing the blind weird? tag team tournament again? Like, these are so <laughs> we. Eddie Edwards and Brian Myers. I, I kind of get Eric Young and Kazarian. They're both TNA originals. Those are just a little. But... <laughs> And sorry, it's just fucking throwing me for a loop. Um, dude, what happened to Kazarian, bruv? Like we we just talked about what the the fall from Macklin. Yeah, and Frankie Kazarian was one half of the first AEW Tag Team Champions. Yeah, he, he didn't like amicably split from AEW. Um, I don't think there was any beef. He just decided it was time to maybe go back to TNA or time to try something else. Um, and obviously he went back to TNA. I thought he was going to go as like mainly a producer. Yeah. Nah, he likes wrestling, but yeah. Thought it was time to hang it up. And again, I don't know who to go with, but seeing as we're resurrecting the TNA name for this pay-per-view, I kind of want to see the originals get the win. I was just going to say, I was like, I'm sorry, Frankie Kazarian and, and Eddie and Eric Young is just a little bit too big of a TNA name to say no. So. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with that one. Plus, Eddie loses all the time. <laughs> Anytime I turn around, Eddie loses. God damn it. All right, then. Uh, for the final pre-show match, we have a no-DQ match for the Digital Media Championship. Tommy Dreamer defending against Crazy Steve. Now, I do know that these two have been feuding for a while. Um, Steve has been going crazy, stabbing Tommy Dreamer with a fork. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Steve. I think they've already faced for the title. And that's why it's an ODQ. So this time, I think there's going to be a... T- Tommy Dream has had that title for a while, too. Longer than I thought he would. So give it to Crazy mm-hmm. Steve. Yeah, I was just going to say, I was like, since we're going the TNA route, Crazy Steve. I don't know, if, has he had a single title? Was he ever X-Division champ? Steve, I don't think so. I think he's a former tag team champion. Okay, I can see that. All right, well, cool. Give him a singles title. I mean, digital media is not, it's like a whatever belt, but hey, fuck yeah, give me crazy. And I only say that for, for, for two reasons because one, it's a no DQ and it's, it's crazy, Steve. And, and it's, it, Tommy Dreamer's old, man. He made Scott <laughs> Demore look young as he's all handing in this cool belt. <laughs> like, fuck, dude, bro. Like, you made Scott Demore look like he's 35. Uh, yeah, this is also, I don't know if this is, oh, no, it can't be his cash in if we've already had a match, but he did have the digital media uh, contract from the Feast of Fired. So, oh. <clears throat> either this is his cash in, or I think it was a no contest because he went crazy with a fork the first time. Crazy but fork. either way. Crazy Steve. 
yeah, give it to Crazy Steve. Uh, and yeah, he is a former tag team champion with Abyss. Oh, oh, you know, yeah. Abyss. Yeah, big name. <laughs> okay, on to the main card. Um, every title's on the line because mm. they got to show off those nice new titles. Hell yeah. Uh, I I only see one. Maybe two titles not changing hands. So let's kick it off with a four-way for the tag team titles. ABC are defending against the Rascals. Um, Speedball Mountain, which is Mike Bailey and Trent Seven. And the Grizzled Young Veterans. What a name in the Grizzled Young Veterans. (laughs) You hate Gibson, shoes off. Yeah, shoes off if you hate Gibson. That's right. Oh, God. But I love ABC. God, they're the best. But then again, it's Bullet Club, and Bullet Club gets ran down your fucking throat like nobody's goddamn business. Um, I'm, I'm like, half inclined to go directly with fucking the Grizzled Young Vets because they're the new guys, and blah, 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 blah. But the unsung hero of Impact now turning into TNA and a guy who will be a fucking staple in TNA the, lo- the, the longer he's there, is speedball Mike Bailey. Yeah. I fucking promise you, I fucking promise you, if he's not like world champ in a year, he's gone. And it'll be an absolute fumble by TNA. But his new team is kind of long. I don't know. This is, I'm, it, I want everybody to win. Is there like a yeah. participation this, trophy? This is one of the two title matches I'm not too sure about whether, because ABC have only recently, what, not yeah. actually. Well, I, a I couple of months see, ago, they won them off the yeah. Rascals. <clears throat> they still relatively recently. Yeah, they just won them. And I was going to say, the Rascals just lost them. So there's still that heat. But then you have the, like I said, the, the fucking momentum of Mike Bailey, the the arrival of Trent Seven, and then just bam, baby, Grizzled Young Vets. So, toughy. Uh, I think ABC retain, but they're going to go on a feud with the Vets. Unless the vets are heels too, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, you can't debut as a fucking heel. They look like big money. They're gonna be faced. They're gonna be loved. Everybody's gonna cheer them. You can't go that route. Um, yeah, give me ABC then. I I I, I am inclined to agree. I don't. See, I I can't see. Not I don't. I can't see them losing it so early, uh, with the opportunity. To build to a Grizzly Young Vets match and a, a Speedball Mountain match, you know what I mean? There, there's, there's places to go. I'm saying there's places to go. So, uh, yeah, don't give me ABC. They'll take it. It's all good in the hood. Uh, and another new sign-in for TNA: Alex Hammerstone uh, makes his debut against Josh Alexander. What this a first fucking match! Invented the word shit brick house. <laughs> Fuck. Um, there's uh, nothing on the line. It's just a straight singles match. It's just big strong dude versus big strong dude. One of them with an amateur background. The other one, well, I don't. But fucking uh, Hammerstone is awesome. If anybody watched MLW, you know how good he is. He's just uh, he he would have been like Vince McMahon's wet dream. Let's just say that. You know what I'm saying? He's like, oh, bring that guy in. But no, didn't do it. Thank God. Uh, we get to actually enjoy him a little longer. But it's fucking Josh Alexander, bro. Yeah. And 
Josh Alexander is a goddamn main eventer. He's likely like going to shoot right back up to the title scene after this kind of thing. So I think it'll be a good showing. I think Alex Hammerstone will look awesome. He'll garner some garner some fans. But you ain't beating the walking machine. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be a, a tough, big meaty man slapping meat kind of match. But you're fucking telling me, bro. It's it's going to be brutal. People are going to get thrown. It's probably going to be really fun. <laughs> probably going to be really fun. Yeah, like you said, I think Hammers, uh, Hammerstone, I nearly said Hammersmith, same as Beer last week. Hammerstone's going to get a good rub, but uh, Josh has that momentum. Yeah, all the momentum. Oh, man. We have an Ultimate X match for uh, a TNA knockout title match. Giselle Shaw versus Zaya Brookside. I, I, I knew she got released because NXT UK closed, but I didn't know she was like done, done with WWE. Um, I, I could <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, she got re- like released with a bunch of people and her name was just in the mix. Yeah, I think you it was, I mean? it was one of those where it was like, yeah, exactly. But yeah, I thought she was like still knocking around the performance center and stuff. I didn't know she was gone, gone. But anyway, uh, Giselle Shaw, Zaya Brookside, Jody Frett, Tasha Steeles, Alicia Edwards, and Danny Luna. Hmm. I, I don't know how new Zaya is. I think hmm. this is the first TNA match. Yeah, probably. Uh, Jody Threat's been on a tear. Uh, Tasha Steeles. Is a former knockouts champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alicia Edwards never wins shit. Nope. I don't think she's going to start now. She was like the first one out of my. <laughs> it's like nope. Like my immediate yep. thought was Giselle Shaw. Um, you know, didn't okay. Uh, correct me on this one. Didn't Giselle already have a shot at somebody? Uh, it was it. Um, I think she's was- faced Diana. It was when, Deontay, or, I was it wasn't it wasn't Jordan, it was Deanna. Okay. Okay, that's what I thought. All right, well then um I really like Tasha Steeles too though. I feel like you could rebuild her fast. None and of these are she already had originals. a feud. That's what she is in a row, but which one of them already had a feud with um uh what's her face? God damn, what the hell is the oh, Trinity? I keep forgetting <laughs> what they call her now. Uh I mean, Trinity had a long feud with Deanna, and then I think she's just had like a couple of random title matches since then. Okay. Probably, I'll go with Giselle. I guess Giselle, sorry, fucking up names. Uh, I like I said, I want to go like former champ, all this, all this stuff, but I feel feel the momentum's on her side. She's she's according to the recap, she's winning all the time. So yeah, she's been making waves for a while. Fuck it. Give her the rub. I mean, what's the worst that's going to happen? She's going to lose a Trinity and we start all over again? <laughs> Isn't that the business? Yeah, yeah I'm going to stick with Giselle. Also, they're probably thinking, you know, new t- new name, new start. Let's let's get progressive like AEW. Right. <laughs> um, We got a singles match between Dirty Dango and PCO. I fucking love PCO, man, but come on. How much longer can you go, bro? It was funny because um, he was retiring and then he signed a new contract with TNA. Oh, shit. That's right. Uh, um, 
I, it's surely it's going to be a squash match for PCO. I was just going to say, I was like, he's really going to lose the Dirty Dango. Like, I, I could totally <laughs> see it. Like, I've like... been skimming through it for a couple of for the last few months, but I hope Dirty Dango is still doing that. I hate professional wrestling shtick. We'll fucking find out. That's for damn sure, because I'm excited <laughs> to see it. Um, yeah, PCO. Well, no, that uh, he's got people. Yeah, Dango's got people. You got Alpha Bravo and uh, Oleg Prudius. So there could be some shenanigans. Yeah, PCO is loved. That motherfucker will never be hated. Nah, that big freaky Frankenstein motherfucker. Uh, give me PCO. It's it just it it works. You know what I mean? Like I'm like I'm really trying to like find like a difference in where you're going, but it's like I don't see Dirty Dango winning. PCO's over. People like him. It's a new direction of TNA, so you might as well go with the guys that are over. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying fucking Dango ain't gonna get over anytime soon, but you know. Yeah, P- we PCO's all hated like, him once. PCO like this generation's abyss. It, bing, big. There you go. Bingo, bingo. Uh, all right, this is the one title change that I am certain on retaining. Chris Saban defending the X Division title against El Hijo del Vikingo and Kushida. So fucking <clears throat> Vikingo is a goddamn free agent, from what I can tell. Motherfucker, he's he is the American ver- version of Kota Ibushi. I don't work under contract. I just show up and do shit, which probably means he ain't winning, uh, yeah. which is unfortunate because that was my first guess, but. I think Chris Saban did he's ha- he didn't he win it from Kushida? I want to say yeah. I don't want to say win it back. No, wait, was it Leo Rush cuz he lost it to Leo Rush and then I think he won ah. it back and then Leo retired again. Um but I I I see Chris Saban retaining just because I think we're going to get title changes in the other two matches and we need to keep like at least one of them on a TNA original for oh, the time being. I was just thinking the same thing. I was like, you got to build the TNA name because she does not TNA. So, yeah, keep, keep it on Chris Sabian. Fucker. But, yeah. I mean, it, 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 again, it's Vikingo. He's, again, it, it's Bushi. You know what I'm saying? American Ibushi. And like That's I said, this, this is my favorite of the new belts, and it looks damn good on Chris Sabian. Hell yeah. All right, Tupac Sabian. Um, there's been no difference so far. This is because neither of us are fully up to speed on on TNA. Like we kind of follow it, but not religiously yet. There you go. It's not a religious. Uh, all right, knockouts title. This is Jordan Grace's Collier Shot Championship match. Jordan Grace versus Trinity. Uh, we we do know Trinity's leaving, so that's. That's science right there. Right. But, I mean, I mean there's, also the, there's also those people that are out there saying that, uh, you know, the, the, what if TNA and fucking WWE work together? And I'm like, well, obviously not. Obviously not. Been saying that for years. If that was going to happen, that would have been the big fucking announcement that Triple H never made on Thursday last week. Okay. Um, it, it is entirely possible for Trinity to retain and then leave, and then we have a vacant title. But... I don't see him doing that on what is essentially a reboot. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, that requires like a tournament or like a rumble or something or another. And it's like, I don't see you going into your, you know, 
your new era, if you will, without a women's champion. It just right. doesn't make a lot of <clears throat> sense to me. So I have to go Jordan Grace just because I am uh, physically and mentally inclined to. One, she'll hurt me, and two, I might hurt myself for you know if she loses. I'm just kidding. I love Jordan Grace. She's awesome. Um, I, I've been fucking ranting and raving about her for years. She was she's already what a two or three time knockouts champion. Yeah. So. Uh, and Angel. she's a whole different animal right now. She's shredded as fuck. Yeah, she she did bodybuilder tournaments, and those motherfucking things are insane, insane. Um, but if if she does win, I don't want to see no life sex celebration with Jar with um. Oh, come on, with Jonathan Gresham. Yeah, we don't need no Nick Gresham out there with this, you know, <laughs> just a couple little pumpies. No, no pump. You stay mm. in the back, you dirty son of a bitch. Which brings us to probably the main event. Uh, this is Moose's feast or fired cash in. Um, th- they should just do those random fucking cash ins like WWE, not announce, pre-announce it in advance. Even though Moose is probably going to win anyway. Moose versus Alex Shelley. Alex Shelley has been a great world champion. Got to be said. I'm not, no, just no. I, hell, I never thought he would be a world champion. And he has convinced me otherwise. <laughs> and it's, I'm not saying I'm not trying to be negative on the. I'm not trying to shit on the dude, but I, it's, yeah. When I hear Alex Shelley, I think of Alex Shelley Kashida. I think of the time splitters. You know what I mean? I think of tag teams. You know? Yeah. Now, now he's uh he's taken the reins on an impact last few months. Fucking anyway, I was like, now I can see him like fucking hold on to any championship he wants whenever the fuck he wants it because he's that good. And it's like, okay, cool. Way to see somebody in a different light. It's an awesome, it's an awesome feeling. But however, we're talking about Moose. Okay. We're talking about six foot six, big old fella. Yeah. Who licks, who absolutely looks the part, talks the part. Dresses the part. I went from a sloppy right tackle to a fucking stud in the professional wrestling realm. Let me just say this, okay? I, I've i been, I, again, another another guy I've been on the fucking bandwagon for for as long as I've seen Moose back in his fucking, oh my God. Defiant or whatever the fuck it used yeah. to be called. WCPW or something like that. Yeah, it, I, I remember him all the way back then. Like, Moose is the man. Okay, he's the goddamn man, and it's time for him to get um, get a world title. You know what? We had talked about this belt. It's gonna it might look a little weirder on him. You know, the whole yeah. fucking skinny plate, but I don't know. Maybe it maybe it'll look better. But at the same time, Moose Moose is the guy that brought back the uh, the old TNA title a couple of years ago mm-hmm. when he did that whole I'm the TNA world, but it's not an official title. But I'm the TNA world champ. Okay, okay. <laughs> And he made it a big old thing with the white strap. I remember that thing was cool. Yeah, I, I thought that was going to be the rebirth of TNA. But uh, now, now we're going to get an official TNA world title. So you got to give it to Moose. You have to. He was willing to carry the banner when the banner wasn't around. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, it, it, it's, again, it's got to be Moose. It's a new direction, new feel. You got you to gotta build what would draw you attention. You know what I'm saying? If I'm flipping channels and even say, I don't know none of these fucks. Say, maybe I knew, oh, oh, Alex Hammerstone or whatever. I seen him on an impact one time. Uh, or, you know, randomly, oh, maybe I'll hang out and watch. And then I see this fucking giant guy as world champion. Like, who the fuck is that? I'm asking all the questions. He's an eye grabber. Yeah, Shelly's done a great job 
uh, Gary and the banner, but I think it's time to pass it on now. Uh, and Moose, Moose is also hard to kill. Yeah, he is. He just he always just seems to be down. coming back into the title picture. Yep. So he's one one rugged Moose to take down. Uh, that is all of Hard to Kill. We're looking forward to the rebirth of TNA. I'm really annoyed because I really wanted to fill this wall with some TNA autograph pictures, but I cannot find the programs that I had from the tours. I got fucking Samoa Joe in there, Velvet Sky, Kurt Angle. Uh, I think I even got one signed by Hogan. <laughs> but yeah, I, I can't for the life of me find it. Um, I got pictures of me meeting them. I'll try and post them on the wall at some point. There you go. But I wanted it for Hard to Kill for the Rebirth, and I couldn't get it, so I'm annoyed at that. But still, we're looking forward to Hard to Kill. Um, and I don't know if I'm going to be staying up alive to watch it, but I'll definitely be checking it out whenever I can. And don't forget the predictions are official and they will go up the morning of the show. Try to make sure to get in there, join the fun with the boys. For the entire time that the MDO had problems, Dragon Club lived peacefully. Now there's a little tension in the group because we brought in Travis, and let's not pretend that I didn't see that coming. There was bound to be some tension, given the Dragon Club's history with Travis. Hell, the group was created because of Travis. And now the Phoenix wants to put the honor of Travis to the test. Will Travis Anderson fight fair against me for my television championship at the Rumble? Well, I am so confident that Travis will fight with honor that next week, on the last episode before the Rumble, I will officially swear him in as a Dragon Club member. And then, then we'll take care of business. Welcome back to the Captain Mo Show. This is your captain. He is El Jefe. Make sure you are liking and subscribed on YouTube. Follow us everywhere for all the information you need. Go to maxrussinnet.weebly.com. Since we already predicted uh, hard to kill, let's uh, recap the rest of the shows. Kicking it off with the Rampage Report. This is Rampage, baby. Let's jump right on into the Rampage Report. And we started off with six-man tag action. Mark Briscoe and the Hardys defeated the Blade, Andy Williams, and Kid Sabian. 
with Jeff hitting the Swanton Bomb on Kip after Matt hitting the Twist of Fate. Uh, later on in an interview, the Hardys made it clear they will be they want to be showcased on Dynamite uh, again rather than be settled on Rampage. They were interrupted, however, by the Reformer Prodigies Private Party. In a backstage segment, Jericho promises that he has Sammy Guevara's back against Ricky Starks on Dynamite. So a little interaction from them as they build towards that tag match. Also backstage, Anna Jay prepares for a battle against Hikaru Shida. Before that, uh, Harley Cameron shows up and whispers something intriguing into Angelo Parker's ear. Kind of uh, hinkling something. Willow Nightingale and Chris Statlander absolutely squash. Uh, it's Kennedy Hardcastle, yeah, Kennedy Hardcastle, and uh, is it Notorious Mini. After Willow hit a spinebuster on absolute on one of them, I forget which nerd, one of the nerds. Akarashita ended up defeating Anna J, getting out uh, of the clean Slayer and hitting a katana for the pin, and uh, again picking up the dub. Backstage, part I really hated, <laughs> Jeff Jarrett runs down Jay Lethal about his recent losses, and then we finish up with Wheeler Yuta defeating Commander with a double wrist lock in the main event, aka a Kimura for you fancy mofos out there. So, speaking of fancy mofos, let's get on to the east side of things, because it's time for their cap to recap the smack. Smackdown kicked off as Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman arrive at the arena and Hey Kayla asks Reigns about Raw, but Reigns simply laughs and walks away. With an injured hand and all, Kevin Owens defeated Santos Escobar with a stunner to win the US title tournament and a shot at Logan Paul. After the match, Logan Paul says a Canadian will never win the US championship and gets blasted in the head by Owens' cast. Later in the ring, Lashley and the Street Profits vow to have a better 2024 than they had 2023 before they're interrupted by Karrion Cross, flanked by Paul Ellering. But things got worse for Lashley and the Profits as they were attacked by the returning Authors of Pain and the new faction Stand Tall. EO Sky defeated Mission with an over-the-moon salt to retain the WWE Women's Championship. Backstage, as Damage Control celebrate and plan to dominate the women's division, Bianca Belair interrupts and announces her entry into the Royal Rumble. Butch and his mystery partner is Tyler Bates. They defeat Pretty Deadly with a double Tyler driver. Backstage, Ashanti the Adonis is in GM Nick Aldis' office looking for an opportunity, to which Aldis replies that he has a few ideas. In the main event, to determine Reigns' challenger at the Royal Rumble, Randy Orton, AJ Styles, and LA Knight beat the living hell out of each other until all three are down on the mat, and this leads to the bloodline attacking everyone. Sokoa hits Orton in the head with the, with the uh, steel ring steps, Reigns powerbombs AJ, but with all the chaos going on in the ring, Nick Aldis tells Paul Heyman to tell Roman, Congratulations, because Reigns just earned himself a fatal four-way at Royal Rumble. Aldis walks away, leaving Paul Heyman looking absolutely terrified about breaking this news to the Tribal Chief. And the weekend is just getting started, as Moses is on course for collision.
keep it rocking. We were on the Rampage Report. Let's jump into some collision. So Sting and Darby Allen, of course, with Ric Flair, defeat the Work Horseman as Sting hits J.D. Drake with a Scorpion Death Drop. Eddie Kingston defeats Trent Moretta to retain the AEW Continental Crown Championship with a Brain Buster. Backstage, Chris Statlander and Willow Nightingale discuss Stokely Hathaway's obsession with their friendship. And trust me, I think we're all kind of questioning at this point. Hook sets his sights on Samoa Joe in the AEW World Championship as he is one of the best records. He has one of the best records. I only think he's undefeated. If not, I think he only has one tie negative on his uh, margin there. But he has one of the best records in AEW, and he's going for Samoa Joe. The United Kingdom and defeated Commander and Brian Keith in a uh, proving ground match to retain the ROH Tag Team Championships. Backstage with the Bang Bang Gang, the what, what do you call them now? There's the Bang Bang Scissor Gang. I'm just kidding. <laughs> bang Bang Gang. Uh, Jay White says that there is no relationship with the acclaimed. Billy Gunn and the acclaimed show up as Max Caster proposes the idea of forming the faction together uh, uh, to get ahead in, uh, in AEW, and they'll think about it. So again, this is all started back then and went bam on Dynamite, which we'll get into later on in the show. Adam Copeland came out to reflect on Christian cheating on him, uh, cheating him out of the TNT title. And he issues an open challenge to work his way back up the ranks. That open challenge was then answered by the young up-and-comer, Griff Garrison, who's kind of just been hanging out in the background. Uh, he ends up losing via crossface, but Cole Carter comes out and attacks Adam Copeland after the match uh, and receives a series of spears for his trouble. Because, you know, Adam Copeland had to look strong at the end of it. Sting, Darby Allen, and Ric Flair backstage looking forward to Sting's returns to Daly's place. I'm sure we're all excited. Sky Blue defeated Kira Hogan with the Dragon Sleeper. Then we got a video package marking the return of one of the best women in AEW, Serena Deep. Claudio Casagnoli defeated Andrew Everett with the King Kong Lariat. And then we go backstage with Ricky Starks and Big Bill calling out Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara in a street fight next week at Battle of the Belts. FTR in the main event defeats House of Black as Daniel Garcia stops Brody King from interfering. But House of Black attacks FTR and Daniel Garcia after the match. So the story continues. Only no, where we go from here. So now, speaking of where we're going, I know I'm not going that way. Unfortunately, Cap is. Now he's got to take one for the team. He's going in raw. To open Raw, Drew McIntyre is already in the ring as he addressed Priest, costing him the World Championship last week. McIntyre then takes a little dig at CM Punk, prompting Punk to interrupt. The two of them trade words as both have ambitions of winning the Royal Rumble and main eventing WrestleMania. Punk promises to throw McIntyre out last, because he's such a nice guy. With an assist from Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa defeated Finn Balor. Backstage, Becky Lynch declared herself for the 2024 Royal Rumble. Funny, I thought that was one of the non-announcements on the announcement special, where Triple H never made an announcement. But anyway... Ludwig Kaiser versus Kofi Kingston ended in a double countout, but after the match, the two continue fighting until Kaiser lays out Kingston with a desk chair and continues the violent assault with the ring steps. Backstage, Kaiser then says he took out Kingston because Kingston took out Vinci. Michael Cole interviewed Nia Jax about her win over Becky last week. Nia sets her sights on the Royal Rumble and Rhea Ripley prompting Mommy 
to interrupt as the true trade words. Please, God, no. Backstage, as Jackie Redmond tries to get a word with Cody Rhodes, Nakamura attacks and they're pulled apart by Adam Pearce and officials. Caden Carter and Katana Chance defeated Chelsea Green and Piper Niven to retain the Women's Tag Team Championships. And The Miz defeated JD McDonough with a skull-crushing finale thanks to an accidental distraction from R-Truth. In the ring, Seth Rollins says he's done many things but never carried a world championship into WrestleMania. The question is, who's he going to beat? At WrestleMania, Jinder Mahal interrupted and dumped all over Rollins and the WWE Universe, and they quickly brawl. Ivar defeated Otis with a moonsault, and in the main event, Cody Rhodes defeated Shinsuke Nakamura in a wild street fight. And that's all of WWE, uh, but before we get to Dynamite, what started last week has now become a weekly segment. This is Beers NXT Round. What's going on? It's Beer, as you may know me. This is the Beer NXT Rounds, and this is my part of Max Wrestling, where I bring you the news from NXT from Tuesday, the 9th of January. NXT! Show started off with Blair Davenport and Nikita Lyons fighting in the most dangerous area in NXT, the parking lot. So then, they fight into the arena... Nikita Lyons, who's only just come back from injury, starts strong with pure strength. Then Blair Davenport gains a bit of advantage with two stomps to the back of Nikita. Blair gets a guillotine chokehold with Nikita with powering out with a powerful suplex. Nikita's getting better in the ring, by the way. After back and forth trades of punches, Nikita Lyons gets a big kick to the face and a DDT, a couple of German suplexes, and then Blair works on the injured knee of Nikita Lyons where she's only just come back from that injury from she was out for nine months and then a big knee right to the chops and Blair gets the one two three get a dusting package shown with eight teams and for me the favorites for me who's going to win it is going to be for me it's going to be my man Braun Breaker and Baron Corbin Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams they're shown in the back. And obviously, I think Trick is a bit pissed off with Carmella for getting involved in the match last week against Grayson Waller. But we'll talk about that another day. Carmella Hayes says to Trick Williams that he has entered them both into the Dusty Classic. So they will be in action next week. It's going to be very interesting. Will they? Is the old can they coexist? For me, I think it will get to the final between Trick and Mello against Breaker and um, Corbin. Speaking of, Braun Breaker. Braun Breaker, Baron Corbin against the Gallus boys. Mark Coffey and Braun Breaker start the match. Wolfgang gets a blind tag. And Breaker slams Wolfgang. Corbin gets the tag and then Wolfgang counters Corbin. And Mark Coffey starts gaining some offense. Baron Corbin has improved so much in NXT. If you've not watched his work in NXT, you're missing out. Wolfgang stun guns Corbin as we go to a commercial break. Gallus boys still go on top until Corbin hits the deep six on Mark Coffey. 
Corbin Coffey then fight on the outside. And Baron Corbin punches his hand on the ring post. Bit dippy. Ricky gets the hot tag. Destroys both Gallus boys. Except Joe Coffey. Corbin hits the spear. A breaker hits the spear. Corbin hits the end of days. And breaker and Corbin get the win. Who will face either Axiom, Nathan Frazier or Hank and Tank. Tiffany Stratton. And Fallon Henley. Now, if you've not seen NXT yet, these three segments are absolutely hilarious. You need to go and watch them because they were class. I can't lie. Tiffany arrives in a cute little chickadee costume that she wore. Pretty much the carbon copy that the, the hat that she wore at No Mercy when she faced Becky Lynch. Fallon explains to Tiffany what sort of job she has to do, which includes cleaning horse crap, which leads to her looking mortified. And there's pretty much more still to come. NXT Women's Champion Lara Valkyria cuts a promo in the ring. She announces that there is a 20-woman battle royal next week. The final four who, are, who will be in the ring will have a fatal four-way immediately following the match. And they will face Lara Valkyria at Vengeance Day. It's a difficult one. But if you look at the graphic for next week, it is only 18 not 20. Are we going to see a few debutants next week? I think we will. Lola Vice and Electra Lopez interrupt. Lyra hit a very brutal line saying that she's not there to see Lola Vice shake her ass on Instagram. Which I thought was a bit of a brutal line, by the way. Even though, I mean, I don't mind seeing Lola shake that ass on Instagram, by the way. Lyra and Lola attack. Lola and Electra attack Lyra. Then her best buddy, Tatum Paxley, comes to make the save, and all four women brawl. And that's the end of the segment. Metaphor. It's shown backstage, confronted by Josh Briggs, who lost in the Heritage Cup match against Noem Dar, but lost by disqualification. Who wants a rematch down the line? I can see this match happening very soon. Leads to a match against Oromensa, which Briggs picks up the win with a big JBL clothesline. And I am a fan of Josh Briggs. He is one to watch. Dragon Lee appears on NXT for the first time and speaks to Ava. My man, Lexus King, interrupts. And King wanted to face Dragon Lee for the NXT North American Championships, which is accepted. Dragon Lee immediately signs a contract and the match was set. It was the main event. Or was it? Tony D and Channing Stax Lorenzo defend the NXT champ tag team championships against Out Off the Mud, Out the Mud with scripts. But it was a very, it was a good match, great tag team match, and uh, the family get the win. Be interesting who will face the family next. Oberfemi. The winner of the breakout tournament who, for me, this guy is the future. I've seen this dude as dude is a beast. For me, reminds me of a young Keith Lee. 100% reminds me of Keith Lee. Alexis King, again, interrupts the Oberfemi interview and brags about a match with Dragon Lee later on tonight. Oberfemi looks at his contract after Alexis King leaves, but that teasing and... North American Championship cash-in. Who knows? 
Corner Jaden Gigi Dolan. It was a very short match. Jade starts well, gets a bit near to the face of Gigi Dolan. Cora applies a sleeper hold. Gigi fights back with a big clothesline. With a close call. Gigi attempts to go for the crucifix bombs, gets countered. Cora hits a DDT for the one, two, three. Now I'm not sure what's going on with Gigi Dolan. I don't know if they've got plans for Gigi. I don't know. I do not know. Nathan Fraser and Axiom face Hank and Tank, the dynamic team of speed and high flying against the two powerhouses. Hank and Tank start quickly. Fraser recovers and gets taken down again by Hank. Axiom gets taken out by Tank. Axiom and Fraser both run like Sonic the Hedgehog and takes out the two big men with inside cradle for two. Fraser hits an absolute insane high move off the top rope and gets the one, two, three, and they will face Braun Breaker. And Baron Corbin next week. Main event time. Lexus King versus Dragon Lee was a very good match. It was shorter than I wanted it to be because I think that match, if you have that on a premium live event, that would be a classic. Lee starts off quickly. Lexus King turns the tie around with a drop kick. And Lee then, insane. I love this guy. An absolute mad flip outside. Go into a commercial. Lexus has a single leg arm crab. Single leg crab. On um, Dragon Lee. Goes to reverse but King stays on top. Now we go into a 9 minute overrun. By the way. Lee begins a full head of steam with a kick to the head. With a hurricane runner following. Lee continues dominance with an air fall. Several chops by both guys. Back and forth kicks to a big close on by King with another near fall. And then Dragon Lee picks up the win with a fantastic total world slam and a great main event until Oberfemi decided to cash in his breakout tournament contract for any title shot of his choosing. He cashed in on Dragon Lee. I did not expect it to be so soon, but dominance was shown by Oberfemi to a big reversal by um, Dragon Lee gets a near fall. Oberfemi hits, you could say, a passionate version of the last ride for the one, two, three. And we have a new North American champion. What will lead to next week? Who do you think will be and win the Battle Royal. Who do you think will face Lyra Valkyria Vengeance Day? For me, I've got to go with Cora Jade. It's going to be Cora Jade. I think Lyra needs a new challenge. I'm back in Cora Jade. But out of five, I give the show a 3.5. There's more wrestling than talking. That's what I love about Shawn Michaels' booking. However, I thought Lexus King and Dragon Lee could have gone a bit more longer. And also, it was a bit of a short match between Cora Jade and Gigi Dolan, but it is what it is. Anyway, beers NXT round, and I will see you next week for some more NXT. Alright, let's jump into last night on Dynamite. After a wild brawl all over Daly's place, Hangman defeats Claudio Castagnoli with two consecutive buckshot lariats. That match was so fucking fun. It was so... It, 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 I didn't even know it was a match when I first turned on the damn television. It just fucking... 
<laughs> I was I was like five or six minutes late. I just thought they were brawling. I really did. Hangman's. By the way, if I haven't talked about it enough, Hangman's stash is just something to mm. something to weep over. Excellent stash. I'm Salaku. Ah, there you go, attaboy. And what was essentially a tribute to Brody King and. Boy, do we miss Brody you. Lee. Or Brody Lee. My apologies. <laughs> Brody Lee. Boy, do we miss you. Uh, Orange Cassidy, Preston Vance, Dustin Rhodes, who's a little out of shape, and Adam Copeland defeating Lance Archer, Brian Cage, and the Gates of Agony with the, uh, what was it? I think he hit the Bucks. Not the, was it the, what's he call his lariat? I keep forgetting. Uh, I think it no. was just a, oh no, it was an elbow. Rolling elbow, something like that. I forget yeah. what Brody Lee's old move was. Oh, the discus lariat. There you go, the discus lariat. Thank you, sir. Yeah, they ended up winning off of that. Uh, big shout out to Brody. Uh, we missed him. Preston looks like a million bucks uh, for a guy who's hiding out in the shadows. He really needs more dynamite time and yeah. disproved it. Backstage, the acclaimed again try to strike a partnership with the beast uh, with the BCG proposing a super faction called the Bang Bang Scissor Gang, which has officially taken over everybody in the TSK <laughs> and apparently Excalibur because he couldn't help saying it all night last night. Fucking greatest name ever, I swear to God. It's the best name ever. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, and with the standard... Okay, with the standard AEW title return, and I'm hearing it's a little bit different now because they have the fucking removable side plates and all that mm. other dumb shit. So it's a revamp. Let's go with that. Revamp AEW title. Samoa Joe has set uh, new ground rules as world champion. Uh, pretty much talking about a fucking championship committee, going back to the days of WCW and NWA. Kind of liking this. I wonder where this is, if it's actually going to go that way, but we'll see. So uh, as he says that, obviously somebody has to interrupt, and it is the most overman in all of pro wrestling right now, Swerve Strickland, making it clear that it's not personal. He just wants his title, and fucking hell, what a segment this was. Not long after that, out comes Hangman, who just kicked Claudio Castagnoli's ass. Looks like a million fucking dollars. Looks like he's fresh off the porn set. Let's just keep it honest with this fucking way. It's, I'm just, hey, I'm not hating. I'm appreciating. He vows to reclaim the world title in 2024, and as they're both leaving, Hook confronts the champion saying next week, which blew everybody's fucking mind. I kind of really didn't see it, but I mean, hell, if there's one good guy that should get a shot, and we had just talked about him, TK tried to ramp him up, and it failed, it's the undefeated Hook. Mm. A handsome devil. A handsome devil. Watch him get himself some fucking attention, you bastard. <laughs> Backstage, Renee interviews Tony Storm, who was uh, <laughs> phased by Deanna Parazzo's signing and asked Luther to, uh, to get a meeting with uh, Deanna Parazza, or what did it, it was uh, Dina Peruzze, or whatever the fuck she calls it. And she's like, No, dear, I didn't watch your match. Did you do a body slam? I fucking <laughs> love Tony Storm. And she's just like, Oh, did you hear about the big star, Wendy Richter? <laughs> she's the fucking best, dude. She's the fucking, like, I, I will con, con she besides Deanna Praza, she has become WWE's biggest fumble. Yeah. It's massively. been women. It has been women and you guys are fucking them up. Uh speaking of somebody else they could have had and they fucked up. Actually, both these dudes. Sammy Guevara defeats Ricky Starks in a relative ease, couple of kicks in a week inside cradle. Is, uh, is Ricky okay? Either way, Ricky shakes Sammy's hand after the match. Uh before Big Bill attacks, obviously it was a ploy. Uh, Jericho makes a save as Judas keeps playing, which kind of just made everything felt like ECW, but in a bad way. Um, and we're obviously building towards Jared, towards this Lasex gods versus fucking Ricky Starks and big bill for the titles. 
when we could have just did that at World's End. Yeah. Moved on with our lives. But of course, there was shit going on with Jericho. Yeah. So we had to wait a couple of weeks. Now, now it's back. Anyway, uh, Anna Jay, Chris Statlander, Thunder Rosa, Willow Nightingale defeats the outcast Julia Hart and Sky Blue as Anna taps out Sky Blue. Excellent showing. Excellent showing by Anna fucking mm. Jay. I don't know where this comes, where it's coming from. Um, but we would always talk about how she would need work. She would need this. She would. She's there, bruv. She's there now. I'm. I don't know how she got there. I don't know who helped her there. Somebody give him a hearty handshake and say thanks because she's finally there. Yeah, I could. You can foreshadow it with the amount of people in this match, but it's working. Something's working. She's able to, you know, mesh things together. It looks nice. It's not shitty. Good shit. Speaking of really not shitty. Roderick Strong, Brian Keith. Uh, Brian Keith doesn't get fucking signed to AEW ASAP. I don't know what's going on. Uh, after the match, Adam Cole uh, big upped his group once again, sitting down, talking about, you know, this, talking about that. And then tell me, and please, I, I know I'm not the only one. I know I'm not the only one. Tell me why Wardlow looks like the odd man out. He looks like Adam Cole's Cousin from Mexico. From Mexico. Yeah. Mr. Javier. He's just hanging out. He's just fucking, he's just, it just, it did, it. It doesn't mesh. Yeah, and I, I'm trying to judge Wardlow's like reactions and everything every time Adam Cole brings up him winning the world title and then giving it to him too. I can't read Wardlow. No, he's he's kind of stone facing, kind of stone facing. I don't like this. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Uh, backstage, re, uh, Rene interviews Diana Peraza, yeah, Rey, the Virtuosa. And then, of course, somebody stupid has to interrupt being fucking red goddamn velvet. And it's used a challenge on fucking collision, which there's two things wrong with this already. One, it's Deanna fucking Peraza and she's on collision. What are you doing? And then two, it's fucking red velvet. Who I haven't seen have a good match since the uh, I don't I don't know if I have. I don't mm. know if I have. I can't say that I have. I'm sorry. And I'm not, no, I'm not sorry. Main event, crazy street fight. Uh, Sting, Darby Allen, Hobbs, Dikeshta, absolutely fucking bananas. Um, Don Callis looks like the fucking dude from Ghostbusters every time I see the fucking the picture. I just think of the dude from Ghostbusters. I swear <laughs> to God, I do. Um, so, Vigo. <laughs> God damn it. I knew you were going to do it. Uh, after the match, so, uh, uh, good guys wing, Stim and Darley Alley win. After the match, Skibon asks Sting who their final opponent will be, or who his final opponent will be at Revolution. And before he can answer, the Young Bucks come to the stage, which is leaving me entitled that it could be a tag match. Yeah. Um, I was really hoping for a singles. I really wanted him to wrestle in a single, but I think he's, he, you know, hey, I'm an old man. I need my breaks. So, with that being said, um, I remember when it was Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page against the Bucks, and everybody was like, oh, this might be really good. And then it went fucking global. And then it was the Bucks versus uh, Coda and, and, and Kenny. Oh, this is going to be really good. And it went fucking global. I have this very weird feeling, this inkling feeling that this might be, this might go down as one of Sting's greatest matches of his life. And, and, one of the Bucks' best matches of their life. I just have this weird feeling. Now, call you know, call, color me a fucking you know young buck lover. You know what I'm saying? But I just I got that feeling, and 
I'm at the point now too. We got to get rid of the young. Coming out with them little mustaches they had on, they ain't so young bucks oh, no more. Man. They stepped right out of pack Magnum PI. Yeah, they did. Just waiting for the Hawaiian shirts. <clears throat> and actually, they look like they just come off the dock in Colombia, and they're gonna do what? a really, really mm. sketchy <laughs> deal. Mm. You know where the briefcase is. You got the stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it. We're cancelled. Uh, um, who cares? Yeah, it was a fun dynamite. Um, I love, yeah. love the Daily's place setup. Yeah, it's, it, it, it again. It's I think we love it a little bit more, be, thanks to the pandemic. It just yeah. it became that that home away from home. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I, I just really like how there's a little bit of a stage in front of like where there's a little bit of a crowd, and you still got the screens. It just looks so cool. It looks so awesome. Just, I, I I don't care. I don't give a shit, you fucker. It'll fit two thousand people. Can you fit two thousand people in your backyard? Go fuck yourself. All right? <laughs> it looked cool, and I like it. It's not. You, you you can't fucking win. People say um, AEW should go to smaller venues because they can't sell at big arenas. They go to Daly's place, and it's just like, ah, uh, it's too small. But so, the, but it looks cool, right? Work with me here. <laughs> Everybody loved the impact zone. Hey, right? Everybody loved the impact zone. Everybody loved NXT when they were at fucking full sale. Yeah. Or they still no, nobody sale. more than full sale. Fucking loved That's themselves. Three hundred people. Is it really only three hundred in full sale? Jeez. Yeah, it's not. It's they're not in a. It's not an arena. They're in mm. a. They're in a classroom. <laughs> not a classroom. Pause. No, they're in a. It's like a. It's like a drama room. Yeah. <clears throat> Fucking weird. All right, then. So that was Dynamite. Um, and we got Revolution coming up. Uh, Mar- it is the first March weekend 3rd. of March, right? Yeah. Yeah, March 3rd, baby. A Sunday. So we finally got a little bit of a break in AEW pay-per-views for a couple of months. <laughs> Thank God. They've been coming. Fi- they've been coming like hours, thick and fast. You're telling me, bro. Um, but speaking of pay-per-views and special events, uh, podcast promo Rumble 9 is fast approaching. It's our first event of 2024 on January 25th, and the challenges have also been coming thick and fast, including the most recent challenge made last week. Still upset that his open challenge opponent was switched at Christmas Clash. Beer wants to go one-on-one with the Phoenix. Well, I can confirm Phoenix has accepted the challenge. But it will be TV rules, so there must be a winner. And the winner receives a Knowledge Championship match at Promo Mania. High stakes for the Rumble. And that's not surprising as we open up the breaches, or the beaches, I should say, for Mania season. Speaking of the Knowledge title, it'll be on the line as the captain defends against Ted P. De Niro. And it will be not one, not two, but the beautiful three stages of knowledge. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Squeaky bum. Squeaky, squeaky, squeaky bum, bum. And that's not the only title I got. By the time we get to the Rumble, I will have been your TV champion for 300 days plus, Ooh. I think. And the title is on the line in TV rules against Travis Anderson. He is the newest member of Dragon Club, but this is what it takes to prove to Phoenix that Travis is now one of us. Mm-hmm. One of us. And, and if that wasn't enough, 
Cypher has pulled out all the stops as a blockbuster first defense for the Max Wrestling World Championship as he's chosen to defend against not one, not two, but three motherfuckers. It is a four-way promo clash. It's Beer, it's Chad, it's Ted Peter Nero against Cypher. Four-way promo clash. Oh, yeah. This is stacked. And we will also predict the 2024 Royal Rumble. Will it be CM Punk? Will it be Cody Rhodes? Or will it be Drew McIntyre? There's more options thrown out there, but uh, go to maxrassonnet.weebly.com slash rumble9 for more information. And now for the fun part of the week, we get to give twat points and we get to give yeet points. First of all, the twatometer. Oh, you already know who it is. Expect even less from a bunch of neckbeard stinky twats. We dedicated like a whole fucking 10 minutes to this fuck stupid shit because he fucking put gender over. Like, how do you not expect to get the, this shit at the end of the show at this point because of fucking just dumb shit on Twitter? Like, come on. Come on, TK. You're fucking, you're killing me, bro. You really, and, and, and not only do you need a social media person, uh, at, I'm at the point of you need like somebody in wrestling to hold your hand and guide you. And this is what we don't do, Tony. You know, somebody somebody needs to be the father wrestling to Tony Khan. Yeah, somebody. we don't do that here. Yeah, the fucking the God damn it. Uh, where's fucking Sting? Tell him what not to do. <laughs> Don't knock it off. Uh, that, it's uh, an easy five points for him. I mean, it's it, it's come on, dude. You, you you took a dude who was literally, again, as, as I said beautifully earlier, meant to be crapped on. Okay, and you just decided, well, I'm going to stick a rocket up his ass and I don't even work for that company. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Now we got to deal with hindering the gender. Uh, well, with five points, Tony Khan now goes to the top of the Twatometer with seven points in total. Does that, does that shock anybody? Because it should. Um, well, now I got to counterbalance that with the Yidometer. Okay, let's get even. Yeet. Do you feel him, sir? So, uh, Tony, uh, you fucked up because now I got to give points to Jinder just to prove a point. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to give him all five. I'll, I'll give okay. two points to Jinder because I also want to give uh, three points to somebody else. So two points for Jinder puts him on the board. But uh, the, the, a lot of them had a really good week this week. Pretty much everybody on Dynamite had a good week. I, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I was really like, I was like, well, Hangman was Hangman was awesome. Yeah, he's uh, looking better than ever right now. Joe was amazing, and all he did was talk. Yeah, uh, um, and he also installed side, like you said, side plates on the uh, AEW title with his name on it, which is very much a WWE thing. It's fine. It'll help make money. Yeah. Everybody loves customizable stuff. You know it. Uh, um, so, but yeah. for almost breaking his freaking neck again, yeah. like three months before retirement, I'm going to give uh, three points to Sting for that Crazy daredevil fuck. scorpion death drop. Like, fucking hell, bruv. This old crazy bastard is crazy. 
Yeah, we're going to have a tag match, uh, and I retire in three months. Okay, what are you going to do? I'm going to do a scorpion death drop off a ledge through a table. Wait, no, but Sting, hold on. No, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Slow down. <laughs> They're just like, he's like, and somebody's going to catch you, right? No, I'm going through a table. <laughs> <laughs> They're oh, just God, like, crazy. what are we supposed to do? What are we supposed to tell him? Darby, will you, you talk to him? Anything. Hey, I do that shit. I'm not doing it. Where's Kenny? <laughs> oh, shit, he's still in hospital? Fuck. Oh, so three, three points to Sting for the all the vertebrae he almost broke. All the vertebrae. Crazy guy. Oh, I, I don't want him to retire, but I kind of do, so he stops taking these bumps. Right? Like, I, do it for your safety, please. For your safety, if anything. I mean, I Jesus. love him for it. It's awesome that he can still do these bumps, but I it's just like every time, oh, shit, is he okay? Dude, I fucking screamed. Like, at the top of my lungs, I was like, oh, shit. I fucking jumped out of my chair the whole nine. All of it, like, it's it's horrific, okay? Like, we, we love this old man to death. We really do, okay? And it's like, you're doing shit. Your crazy fucking dumb crazy partner does, you know, Mr. I'm going to climb Mount Everest in two months kind of shit. He would do that. And you're like, no, nah, I'm 60-something, watch me. Like, no. Uh, no. This is not an episode of Jackass. But here we go. Man, do I want to see... No, I don't want to see Sting on Jackass. That's not giving him ideas. Don't. Stop it. <laughs> He'll follow Darby right now and jump off a fucking ladder. I swear to God. <laughs> uh, talk, talk about... Uh, what, what was it? The angry, not angry grandpa? The bad grandpa. Bad grandpa, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Take it easy, yeah. thing. You got three months to go. You got three months. You buddy. want to enjoy your retirement. Yeah, and plus you we want to be able to see it. you fucking walk. Oh man. So uh, those are all the points. Let's uh, do a quick recap of the board. <clears throat> um, right at the bottom of the twatometer were two points to CM Punk, followed by Eric Bischoff on three, uh, Shawn Michaels on four. Hey, I remember that one. Um, yeah, that was for the Ridge Holland storyline that he mm-hmm. got four points. Um, Ryback, Kevin Dunn, and the IWC are all on five points. Ric Flair is on six points, and he's just been dethroned by Tony Khan on seven points. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as for the Yidometer, we got CM Punk at the bottom of two points on that one, too. Sting and AJ Styles and Jay Uso all have three points. Eddie Kingston's up there with four. Randy Orton and Tony Storm have five. And then right at the top with fucking ten points is Naito. As he should, damn it. As he should, Naito's the man. So with that said, thank you for joining us. I hope we rocked you harder than a Taylor Swift taking her joke about herself. Yeah, but hurt little bitches. Before we go anywhere, here's what Moses has for you, Pencilnet Geeks, this week on the A to B of Retro Rebobind. Oh, God, well, we're definitely not talking Taylor Swift, that's for fucking sure, because I don't understand that. Take a goddamn joke, lady. Um... And then it's the fucking truth. Chiefs sucked balls when you weren't there. But that's beside the point. And I'm already talking sports and I'm behind on everything. Um, 
the reality is, is all this stuff is coming. It's not a joke. KTN Sports is happening. It's a, it's, it's, it's official YouTube page is up. It's just nothing's on it yet. Uh, an American talking Tottenham is actually happening. This isn't just there for show. It's really going down. Um, the reason why everything slowed down strictly, strictly is because I got hit with like three different fucking copyright things. I used somebody's music. Don't do that, people. Don't do it. Um, so I got to find a new cool intro. No big deal. But it's all coming to a works. Uh, got to talk about uh, Timo Warner. Talk about the guy that failed in Chelsea who's going to succeed at Spurs. Got to talk about Ragu Dragason, uh, the uh, was it Romanian defender that Bayern Munich could not get. He's coming to Spurs, too. Got to talk all the fun. Uh, Spurs are up. They're going to run. We're, I don't know if we're going to win the league. We might win the league. Who knows? I know Beer's already hating himself right now. He ain't winning shit. Man United. Um, but besides all that... Um, Kicking it with TSK is happening. These guys want to get on to more stuff. There's a lot of stuff coming, though. And I do mean a lot. Like, the boys want to the boys want to get onto some stuff. Hell, they even want to get into your realm of the neck of the woods and get into some of the movie shit. So who knows? Maybe we can have all kinds of fun stuff happening on the KTN, which is the Click Talk Network and all the fun stuff. But as we always say, the only way to keep attached to all the stuff that's going down is to follow the fun socials. Join us on the evil Twitter machine, the evil X machine, the artist formerly known as Twitter, as I like to say, Max Wrestling UK at the Captain 512 at SMR Podnet, and again, soon to be KTN Sports, and maybe even KTN, period. Um, also, check out the Max Wrestling website, maxwrestlingnet.weebly.com, for all the fun uh, links right there you can grab, and of course, hit the subscribe button, follow button right here, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, it's still a thing, we promise you, and all the other fun socials. Follow us everywhere, we promise you, It'll be a good time. Yeah, we we're also still on threads too, but I, I don't know if anybody still uses it. So, uh, people who do porn, ah, okay, people that use threads. Because I was like, you know, what, let me check out threads, and all I got was porn, and I was like, I don't remember being on porn. Just saying, I'm just saying. E, this is what we keep kicking off the group. Mm-hmm. Porn. But anyway. Uh, with that said, join us next week, the last stop before podcast promo Rumble 9, featuring Travis Anderson's official induction into Dragon Club. Hey. You've been watching the Cap Mo. Goodbye. Mwah, and good night. Bye. We're going to be top of the league.